Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic, here with my dogs, Lucy and Bert. Together, we're interviewing cool, creative women entrepreneurs in the pet industry. Do you dream of working alongside your dog? Then sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode to find the inspiration and resources that will help you grow your own dog-inspired business. On this episode, we're geeking out on Instagram. I got to talk to the dog mom behind a huge account that's all about exploring, camping, and living it up with dogs. We discuss her top Instagram growth tips, how to handle accounts with multiple dogs, and some gear recommendations. This is a great episode for anyone looking to reach more people on Instagram, whether you have a brand or you're a dog momager. Hannah Kim describes herself as just a normal human who loves her dogs and decided to make them an Instagram account. Her life revolves around three retrievers, her star, Gumbo, the golden retriever, a lazy lion of a lab named Aslan, and the crazy yet adorable toller, Maple. Hannah, oh, Hannah, (laughs) let me get that right, enjoys exploring the great outdoors with her dogs and has a passion for taking photos of them. Their Instagram account, at MyCanineLife, has over 107,000 followers as of this moment. I'm sure we'll have more when you listen, and has become an outlet to share their adventures, favorite products, and daily life shenanigans. Being an influencer has opened a lot of opportunities and connections for Hannah and her pups, and I can't wait to share their story with you. Hey, Hannah. Hey. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to learn about um, everything that you do on Instagram. Uh, every Anytime I see your posts, I'm like, holy cow, she's got a lot of views and a lot of likes and everything. So it's really awesome what you've done. Cool. Hopefully I can share that with you. I mean, like I said, it's been a lot of just trial and error to get where I am. And I still feel like I don't really know what I'm doing half the time. Um, Purely Instagram is just for fun. And I think the number one reason anyone should do it first and foremost is to have fun and meet new people and have a creative outlet. Yeah, totally. So tell us a little bit when you first started doing Instagram, like, what was your account like? Or do you remember, like, your first couple of posts that you did? Or, you know, have you gone back and, like, deleted them like some people do? Or, like, how, where did you start? I did definitely go back and delete them because I had Instagram when it first came out on, like, Android phones back when, you know, I don't know, 2012 or 2013. And it was cur- purely just like a, like a, personal Instagram. You couldn't even like upload your own photos. You had to take it through the app, use one of their filters. So, I mean, they were pretty horrible photos back then, back, you know, iPhone, (laughs) you know, five back when the camera quality was not that good. And so, yeah, it was just for fun. You know, everyone was doing it. So I was like, heck, I'll do it too. Um, And then I kind of just started uploading too many photos of my dogs and not enough about me. And everyone was kind of like, okay, well, I don't think anyone complains about dog photos, but I kind of was like, okay, maybe I should start, you know, this is when dog, you know, it was kind of weird to make an account just for your dogs. And this is when a dog account kind of started rolling out and people were making dog accounts. I was like, okay, well, I'll make a dog account. And this was when I didn't have any of the three dogs I had. I had my family dog. 
um, that I brought from college who was like 15 years old and, you know, just messing around. And then I kind of started getting more into the community and interacting more with just dog accounts, meeting people on the internet. Um, I started training service dogs. And so my account kind of revolved around that. And then I got my own like pet dog, which was Gumbo. I adopted him as a failed service dog. And then we started hiking more. And then it kind of revolved around the dogs a little bit more. People liked seeing the hikes we were going on. And then it kind of just, you know, you kind of tailor to what your audience likes. And they liked that. And most of my followers were following me to see the outdoors and where I was going. And they wanted to know about my travels. And so that kind of revolved around that and just I mean, stories are mostly my life, but my posts are more just like the places that we've been. Yeah, that's very cool. So you said something that I did not know about you, about training service dogs. Yeah, so I raised dogs um, for Guide Dogs for the Blind, which is a um, guide dog organization. So I'm purely a volunteer. I've learned um, just through our meetings how to raise them. I've raised four so far. Um And my last one actually went back last year and has now become a breeder for the organization. So her puppies will become hopefully guide dogs and stuff. I'm taking a break from raising right now because I'm in school full time. So it's a little bit harder um, and focusing on kind of my schoolwork and my own dogs. Um, But yeah, so Aslan and Gumbo are actually both dropouts from the program. Aslan we adopted um, through a friend and then Gumbo I raised Um, And then he was dropped for ball obsession. And then they gave me the chance to adopt him. So I said, of course, I love him. And so we had, I I adopted him. Like, it's just like an alternate universe, I think, where dogs are like tested and they, they fail on something for ball obsession. It's like, so funny, because my dogs, they're, they're both retrievers. I've had retrievers my whole life. um, And they just like didn't get the retrieving gene. (laughs) So they would fail like in the opposite way. Like they're not obsessed enough with the ball. (laughs) Which is what they want for guide dogs. I mean, service dogs in general is a very, um, guide dogs are the highest kind of like rank of service dogs because, you know, you're trusting a blind or visually impaired person's lives in their hands. So you need to make sure they don't have the drive to go do stuff. And Gumbo, we could never train out of him. Um, He watched balls on TVs and stuff like that. And he's still crazy to this day. So it wasn't like a lost cause. And we, we call them, we call them career changes. They got their ch- career changed to now being a pet. So Gumbo um, is kind of a part-time therapy dog. I used to take him into nursing homes and hospitals um, to be a therapy dog. Um, I don't do it as much anymore because my schedule is so much busier, but he loved it. Yeah. That's so amazing. I just, I had Lucy certified as a therapy dog. Um, we worked on like the training and the test last year and then this year she got certified and it's just really nice to like, especially if your dog enjoys it, like, like Lucy is just perfect for that. So it's just like another fun thing to do together. So you yeah. can just spend your whole life surrounded by dogs. <laughs> <laughs> for real. <laughs> Um, so, okay. So you're talking a lot about your Instagram account and I think it's really something important for people who are listening to note that you like really paid attention to what people liked and kind of gave the people what they wanted. Um, so like I'm always trying to do that, like pay attention to the data, see like which posts people like, um, and, and give them more of that. So, um, as you were doing that, did you kind of come across any other really great, like growth tips for growing your account. Obviously, 
posting more of what people like is a really, really good one. Um, but is there anything else that you kind of have learned over the years? I think so. My account has been very like steadily growing, I would say, like at a normal place that like most I don't know, I don't want to say normal people, but most people realize. And I I purely I mean, I hit like 10K and I was like, oh, my gosh, 10,000 people want to see my dogs. Like, what the heck? Now I'm at 100 and I'm just like my mind is blown. I never thought I'd be here. Um, I do not think that I am any better of a photographer or an account manager or anything more than anyone else. Um, but I think going back to when my account blew up um, about a year ago, it was pure luck. Something went viral, something got shared on Twitter or and Reddit, and it kind of went viral. And that's how you see a lot of people grow in the first place is their dogs or whatever go viral. And from there, you kind of have two options. You have like, okay, you went viral for a little bit and your account kind of drops back again, or you kind of keep doing the same content that people like. Um, I've noticed from there, I think we've plateaued a little bit now where it's like, okay, the people that I have now know what kind of things they're getting. Um, I think really just being, having your own unique style. And I'm not talking about like editing style or anything. If you're like a photographer, I'm saying the kind of captions you use, what are you trying to portray to your, um, followers are you just trying to be funny like are they following you being consistent making sure you're consistent your captions are being consistent with like what you're trying to say your photos are being consistent um don't post you know like the same photo in the same location 15 times no one wants to see that pick your best photo from that one area post that um and just being personable like people want to know you and want to know your dogs like at the end of the day yeah I'm posting pictures of my dog but like I'm a human who runs the account like what you say isn't a, like doesn't go to my dogs they don't care um <laughs> so connecting with your audience making sure you respond to comments making sure you respond to dms sometimes it gets overwhelming and sometimes you get people who dm you very weird questions or very I, you know, they never say there's a stupid question, but sometimes there's stupid questions. Um, or so, but or just, sometimes I get DMs of people who like the answer is really long. Like if I were to reply like really honestly and thoughtfully to them, it would be, you know, like people will say, oh, how do you um, – how do you grow your account? I'm like, well, I can't just reply to a DM and, and sum that up in like one text. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, even even just giving a short answer is more than ignoring it. And mm -hmm. people are like, I love how raw and honest your account is. And I'm like, that's weird because it's a dog account. But my stories, like you really use all the features Instagram gives you. I mean, they have I don't know. I've never done the IGTV thing. That's kind of new for me. So I'm not into that. But stories are a huge way to like grow your platform in ways that are more, you know, everyday life. And people, I love stories. I love getting to know the people. It's, it's another outlet for you to kind of be creative with your dogs without the hassle of being like, oh, is it worth putting on my feed? Um, so really, really just connecting with your audience. I think if they like your stuff, they're going to want to come back for your stuff. They're going to want to comment more because they're getting interaction from you. Um, it seems like a hassle, especially when you get bigger, you're going to get more comments, you're going to get more DMs, and it's going to be annoying, but dedicating a time time and not letting itself like really just like consume your life don't let Instagram consume your life first of all uh, but just being really just being unique being personal find something that makes you stand out there are so many accounts there are so many 
I have a golden retriever. You know how many golden retrievers there are on Instagram <laughs> that all semi look alike, like a red golden retriever, like or a yellow lab, like be find something that makes your account unique when people are like, oh, my canine life. That's the one where they take all these really cool pictures in these places. She's the one who does this. She's the one, you know, find that one thing. Don't go and try to copy other people. Just just find what makes you unique. What do you want to share to the world? And what what like if you could sum up your dogs or you in like a single post or a single thing, do more of that, because the more you're real the more people are going to want to come to you is my number one, I guess, tip. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that, um, so on on your account, like something that stands out to me is your dogs do like really cute poses. <laughs> they like hug each other and stuff and it's really cute. Um, and then which which dog of, of yours is the one with the teddy bear that they take like everywhere they go? Gumbo. Gumbo. <laughs> yeah, so that's what went viral in the first place. I He has this little dog and we started this out solely because gumbo started getting really um jumpy tendencies when he started meeting people and he would jump up because he wanted to greet them and i i mean anyone that has a retriever kind of knows they love to parade their toys like they love to show off their toys it's you know you can look but don't touch type of thing um and so i started just bringing a toy with me it was like a ball it was like you know just random things and i would just be like oh hold this show it to them don't jump up on them and then i kind of was like oh you know what i should bring around the same thing and he really liked this one stuffed animal i had from ikea that he wasn't allowed to get he knows he's not allowed to get the stuffed animals on like the couch or the bed and he always went for this one like he just assumed it was a toy so i was like you know eventually i was like okay it's yours do what you want to it um and so I started taking that around with me and he just loved showing it off. And so it kind of became a thing. And I was like, you know, how cute would it be to document the places I go with gumbo and shrimp is what we call him because it kind of goes together. And mm-hmm. so then that started, that went viral. There was a picture at Cannon Beach and that went viral. And um, that's what kind of blew up our account. So I know people like that content. So I, I try to every now and then put that into my feed because I don't want to blow it up and ignore my other dogs that people follow me for. I mean, some people like Aslan, some people like Maple. And so I try to kind of be, I have three dogs, so I have a little bit of like leeway about what my feed can look like. Whereas if someone just had one dog, it would look very you know, one, one dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I try to mix it up. I try to put some of maple, some of gumbo, some group photos, some not group photos. Um, as for kind of the trick training, um, I, I've noticed people like photos that are more like posed. I want to say with dogs, um, my dogs will sit and stay. I think the very, some people just want to take candid photos of their dogs, which like totally fine. If that's your thing, if your dog won't sit and stay to save a life, like candid photos. It is. That's totally fine. My dogs will sit and stay for like food for a pet for anything. So they, they know at this point when a camera comes out, they need to sit and stay as for tricks, um, holding things, hugging, anything that's like cutesy people eat that stuff up on Instagram. So if you want to teach your dog a couple tricks, like how to beg, how to hold things, how to hug or anything like super cute, like that, is kind of brownie points too because people really like that stuff and it's one of those where it's like unique like oh that dog knows tricks it's not just sitting there in front of something and adds um movement to the photo and things like that 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I've been working on teaching Lucy how to hold something in her mouth, but it is so hard. Like she just, it takes like a lot of repetition. The one trick that we are really good at is kiss. Um, so I think, cause I, on my account, it's a lot of pictures of me with the dogs. Um, and so instead of us just like posing there, smiling and staring out into the distance, um, I think it's like so cute and fun and it gets a lot of likes when your dog gives you a big old sloppy lick on your cheek. So, um, that's kind of like, I would say our signature, signature trick is the kiss. <laughs> Yeah. And that's, that's what makes you unique, you know, like, and that's what I was talking about is like finding that one thing that like you and your dog or your dog does really well and using that and being like, oh yeah, like that's the account that has, you know, the chocolate lab that kisses the human in the photos, like something that makes it. So when people like describe you by word of mouth, it's not just like, oh, that account with the golden. And you're like, okay, that's like 15,000 accounts on Instagram. Like, I don't know which one that is. So having something that really draws people in, I think. Yeah, I love that. So whoever, if you're listening to this and you um, are looking to grow your Instagram account, think about like what your, like your shtick is, you know, even if it's like a color or something that's like your thing that people are going to recognize. Sorry to interrupt the interview, but I want to tell you about an online summit happening this July designed just for petpreneurs like us. The Empowered Petpreneur is an interview series that will teach you how to feel at ease while confidently running and growing a successful pet business. There's about 20 experts on board, including me, and it's all being led by Michaela Samuels of Pet Marketing Unleashed. You'll get our expert advice on all the business topics you need to know about, from social media and branding to Facebook ads and blogging, plus a ton more. The best part of this series is that it is totally free. That's right, F-R-E-E. <laughs> to get access, just go to bit.ly slash EP all access and Michaela will make sure you're all set to go. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash E-P all access. The E-P stands for Empowered Petpreneur because that is what you are, girl. Okay, so you do have really beautiful photos. I would say like that's one of the things that you would be known for. Um, are most of your photos on a professional camera or do you sometimes post like iPhone photos still? I rarely post iPhone photos. Um, I have posted a few that actually have done really well, but I think it like ruins the aesthetic of my feed. Um, so all my photos um, are taken on used to be a Canon 5D Mark III. Um, that camera actually got stolen. Um, so I actually upgraded to a Sony, um, a mirrorless Sony a7 III. So the newer photos- the photos, same camera that I have. Yay! And yeah, so the it. newer photos have been with that. Um, it's mirrorless, it's lightweight. I still like really miss my Canon just cause like that's how I learned how to do photography. So still a learning curve. Um, I do not think that you need a nice camera to take nice photos. I totally say this all the time. You could go out and buy the exact same setup that I have or someone you admire have, and you're not going to get the same photos that they get. Like it's purely your eye. It's purely your artistic thing. Some people take amazing photos on your iPhone and I would never be able to tell like camera phones. So if you, you don't need to go out and buy a $5,000 camera setup to become Instagram famous. There are people with 
millions of followers who solely just use an iPhone camera and they come because they post funny captions or they post like, I don't know, like they have their own thing. So my account, I rarely post videos. It's mostly photos because that's what people are there for. They're not there to see, you know, silly videos of my dogs. Um, and so I use my camera. I take that hiking. I travel. That's why I kind of went down to a mirrorless camera. Um, And then I bring it all back home and I edit all my photos on Lightroom. And then I, you know, email them over to myself to put on my phone and upload them. Um, And that's that's mostly how I do stuff. And if I want to add silly things here and there, that's the stuff that goes on my story. Um, Mm -hmm. Because that's that's kind of like for funsies, you know, like if they watch, they watch. If they don't, they don't. You know, that's where I can kind of be more myself. And then my feed is more the aesthetic of what people see when they first come to my account. Right. So how often do you think that you take photos or like when you go out on a hike and take a batch of photos, like do you kind of spread them out and sprinkle them in with other stuff? Like how do you stretch that content to last a while? I know that people have had struggles like having enough content. I think I have the opposite problem where I have too many (laughs) photos to go through Um, because I I hike two to three times a week. Like and that's because I really like it. Do I always take a camera? Do I always take photos? No, not really. I mean, if I if I feel like it, I've kind of now learned a little bit more to enjoy enjoy myself and take like a couple photos because like, oh, like just to document it, then taking the whole time to take photos. And I mean, that's just me because I have a million photos. When I go on road trips, I'm constantly taking photos. So I have anywhere at any time, hundreds of photos to edit and to post. Um, I do try to space it out a little bit. Like I was saying, I try to kind of make sure I'm not posting just gumbo too much or just maple too much. Um, That doesn't mean that I'm not going to not post my other dogs. They're part of my um, family and they're part of my life. So they're going to get posted too. I don't post Aslan as much because one, he doesn't really like hiking. He doesn't really like the outdoors. He doesn't, so he doesn't go out with me as much and he's my boyfriend's dog. So I don't have him as much with me. Uh, Whereas Maple and Gumble are my dogs and they go on every single hike and every single adventure with me. So kind of, I space it out by dog um, and by location. I try not to have the same um, like location 15 times. Like if I Oregon's known for its waterfalls. I don't want to post a waterfall photo 15 times in a row because they're like, oh, we've we've seen that. It might be a different waterfall, but to people, it's like it's a waterfall. Um, so trying to change the angle of where I'm taking the photo from up or for down um, straight on like a portrait or more landscape. I try to change it up because people want to see different stuff. If you really have like two photos you really like from one place, post one and then wait like a couple, you know, so it's kind of further yeah. up in your feed. A couple rows. And then, yeah. A couple rows or a couple photos and then post the next one where, you know, cause people have a short attention span and forget in like three days what you've posted. So then it's like, Oh, here, I'm going to post the next one. People aren't going to remember that you posted it before, you know? And so yeah. I think just spacing it out, I see people that try to do like three photos in the same place, but then they post it all at once. And I'm like, I don't, you know, like that's just spammy in my opinion. Try not to spam. I try to post once or twice a day. That's kind of like the sweet spot. Um, I live in Pacific Standard Time, um, so I don't really know how it changes, but I always try to post in the morning at about 9 to 10 and then in the afternoon from like 5 to 6 because Mm -hmm. if you think about it, that's like when everyone's kind of either getting up or on their lunch break and then when they're back from work. So you kind of have to like find that time that works the best for you. Um, And if you 
there are apps. I don't use any, but there are apps where you can actually preload your Instagram posts and your captions and time it for a specific time and it'll post on its own. Um, so I know a lot of people that organize their feed that way. I'm like a disorganized mess, so I don't do that. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, what am I going to post today? And I look through all my photos and Dropbox and pick one. Um, but that's a very good way if you are a very organized person that wants your, you know, wants to know what your feed is going to look like. That's a good way to, there are like a ton of apps I know about that you can do that. Yeah, I use Planoly and it's just great because I, that's where I will keep like, photos that I know if um, like one day I'm like, oh, I have to post something and I'm not prepared. I haven't like thought of what to post. I already have like a bunch of really good ones that are just like evergreen that can always be posted in there, just like ready in case as like backup options. Um, Okay. So you don't use any planning apps, but you did mention Dropbox. Um, That's like really essential, I think, for like getting photos like from your computer to your phone and back and forth and whatever. Are there any other tools or resources that you rely on to run your account? Not really. I wouldn't say I use any like other apps. I use Dropbox mainly because I edit photos on my computer and you have to get it over to a mobile device to post on Instagram. Um, So I have I drop them all on there. Um, I sometimes just airdrop because I edit on a Mac and I have an an iPhone and I just airdrop and post then. Um, But other than that, Lightroom, Photoshop to edit 100 percent. And then um, I send it over in Dropbox and then I post it. I don't. I probably should be a little bit more organized, but I guess that's showing you that you can be successful without being organized. <laughs> but I think it is working for you. <laughs> so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think, again, I think like I try to at least post once a day. If you, I notice my account takes a hit if I don't post um, once every like two days. Yeah. Um, so when I'm traveling, it's actually pretty hard because sometimes I go out where I have no service. Um, so sometimes I won't post for like a week. And I'll post a new photo and you'll realize it gets less likes. Um, And it's Mm -hmm. because of the Instagram algorithm. It doesn't go chronologically anymore. It just goes by what do you like and what do you see the most? So if you're posting consistently and people are liking that, then your feet, your stuff is going to pop up more for those people. Um, So I think everything I've ever read or what I've experienced is at least try to post once a day. Um, Consistent timing is usually the best twice a day at most people do not like if you post more than twice it just seems spammy you need to make sure it's a couple hours apart um so i guess if you are the type i we're going to switch a little bit here into like the influencer section if you are an influencer or aspiring to be an influencer um and you have to space out your content so it doesn't seem like you're promoting things every five seconds a planner app is very very good i guess i i would say that i do use like a calendar and a planner just for my everyday life. And I actually post in there when I need to post certain um, sponsored posts so that I make sure they're on time. Yeah, totally. So, okay. So speaking of, cause I don't want to, we didn't like, didn't even touch on influencer stuff, Um, (laughs) but we have to. So um, you're so good about like spacing out the, the like aesthetic and the framing of the different photos and the different dogs and all that kind of stuff. So how do you kind of determine how often you'll post a sponsored post? I guess there's a lot of variables. It depends on how many campaigns you're on at the moment. But, um, you know, do you have a rule of thumb of how much you space it out? Um, I think I used to take on a lot more sponsored um, posts than before. I think 
It kind of just depends. I know a lot of people when they first start out, they want to do all the sponsored posts because it, it sounds fun. Like I'm getting money or I'm getting free stuff from somewhere. And like, that's really cool that like people want to do that. I was totally in that same boat as I've grown larger. I mean, anyone that is an influencer knows when you post an influencer post it or a sponsored post, it might not do generally as well. Um, so I always try to incorporate what I'm promoting into my like photo so I don't just get I don't know let's just say dog treats for example I don't want to just post my dog sitting in front of dog treats because people are like well that's not why we're following you we're not following you to just see a picture of dog treats so I try to have oh maybe like I'll be giving them a dog treat or like it's in kind of like the foreground of my photo um sometimes you can't really help but take like a very I want to say like sponsored posts you know and you, we all know what those are where it's very yeah, very dog clear next that to a product yeah mm -hmm. you're very clear and sometimes you have no choice but to do that but space it out no one wants to see you advertising 15 million things in a row um and i mean like kudos and claps for you for getting the sponsored post i mean i mean i think it's everyone's kind of ambition is to like be able to get free stuff or get money on instagram which is totally great um but that's not the reason of Instagram. Um, so I think I've gotten a little bit more picky about the things I get um, just because I, I honestly only want to review things that I like and that I've used and that I have time to kind of like explain. Um, I wanted to like somewhat be incorporated with my dogs um, or with my audience. Uh, my audience are people that love dogs or love the outdoors and love adventures. So I try to kind of promote it around there um, and just spacing, spacing things out, making sure that, you know, I'm not posting two in a row and things like that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I think unfortunately we're out of time. So if, if people want to follow you and learn more and see thousands of adorable photos and videos, um, where can they find you online? Um, so I'm mostly on Instagram. It's at my canine life. Um, we did also start a YouTube channel that I'm kind of trying to work on still, you know, it's very different editing videos. Um, so we did also start a YouTube channel under the same name at my canine life. And that's more just like uh, video blogs about our trips, like our big road trip and like, um, tips and tricks we'll post more on like maybe instagram and kind of on camping and stuff and traveling with your dogs and things like that on youtube awesome i can't wait to check it all out um and if anyone wants to find just the direct links to all that stuff you can go to wherewagrepeat.com and find the show notes for this episode and every episode and um then you don't have to remember anything <laughs> so thank you so much hannah thank you Thank you for listening to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. You can fetch show notes at wearwagrepeat.com. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, we'll see you around the dog park.